0: Hey guys, welcome to Biomass episode 122. Uh, I want to thank you for joining in and listening in either through the stream on our website or on Twitch or for uh, the recording on iTunes. Um, we are missing Bait this week. He is out of town, so it's just going to be me, Zell, and Livy. Uh, but we will go through our introductions and let everyone say uh, who they are. So let's start at the top of the list with Saria Zell. Hi, I'm Saria Zell. Um, I
1: primarily play... Uh Overwatch and some Black Desert and a couple other things I could find on Steam when I feel like it. I'm a co-host here on the show. Um, that's
0: about it. Fantastic. And Livy?
2: Yes, Livy. a uh, blog for Games and Lifestyle and uh, nice to be here.
0: Alright, and I'm Pokey Draven. I obviously uh, co-host the show here. Um, I write from the blog uh, from time to time and uh, currently playing Final Fantasy XIV and Seven Days to Die on PS4. We'll talk about that one a little bit later. I've uh, been playing that for about a week. It's it's pretty interesting. So, um, let's we'll start at the top of the list. Uh, so this week uh, the. Sony released information on their, what was previously known as the PlayStation 4 Neo, um, has now been officially dubbed the PlayStation 4 Pro, uh, and it's got a lot of uh, interesting features. It's definitely an upgrade from what the current PS4 is. It's not making the PS4 obsolete, it's just a hardware upgrade, but uh, I'm going to probably hand this over to Zell to kind of talk about it a bit, uh, to kind Whoa. of go over the details. And, and Whoa, what this you want me to? I don't it. have details oh, yeah, on this. You know? You, you you put it on the list, man. You you. I put it on the list because I knew we
1: were going to talk about it. But I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I haven't had a PlayStation since you know there was this game called Dust.
0: Okay, fine. I'll save you. Uh, so yeah, basically, it's uh, it's kind of a new model of PS4. It's smaller, weighs less. Um, I won't go into the exact numbers. I mean, you can find that online, but. Uh, it effectively is a boost in the processor and the graphics capability, so it can output in uh, 4K. So if you have a 4K TV and the game that you are playing supports the 4K resolution, it can actually output that uh, that resolution for you. It also is capable of um, upscaling existing games if the developer supports it. So um, I know that I think Uncharted 4 um, and another one, I forget. There's a couple games that, are, that currently natively have the support and have been announced to have the support. Um, Um, And they they can upscale, or uh, if the game developer produces a setting for 4K where you can actually switch to it, um, you can obviously play a PS4 game on the PS4 Pro with the upgraded resolution. good news is that like i said this is not a replacement for the existing ps4 uh it is developers can produce like i said that that capability to run on the pro but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are allowed to make a game that only works on the pro so you don't have to worry don't feel like you're obligated to go out there and buy it because all games produced for the ps4 will still work on your generic your your Base PS4, but some may have the capability to either output in true 4K or upscale to 4K on the PS4 Pro if you buy it. Um, I think it's priced at uh, $399, which also signals they are dropping the price of the base PS4 down to uh, $299. So I think it's a, about a $50 drop from what it's kind of been resting at for a while here. So that's that's good to know. Um, what else have we have? I don't think they've upgraded the. Uh, the optical drive, so to speak, because I think that um, later next year in 2017, Xbox will be releasing the Scorpio, which is effectively um, the parallel to the the PS4 Pro. And I think they are actually uh, upgrading what kind of Blu-rays it can play, so you can actually like play 4K Blu-rays on the Scorpio. So that is kind of a, a disadvantage that the PS4 Pro is going to have. But at the same time, it's going to be released sooner. So it's kind of it's going to be interesting to see. You know, are consumers going to be willing to wait um, if Perchance, they have both, and they may only want to buy one of the upgraded systems, um, wait for the Scorpion whenever it comes out next year, or are they going to kind of jump the gun and, and get the PS4 Pro to get that 4K resolution um, gaming experience going on, you know, right now, obviously. Looks like it's going to be released uh, November 10th, 2016. it's $399, um, 349 pounds, 399 euro, depending on wherever you're at, but... Uh, yeah. Well, what do you guys think? You think this is going to sell well? You think it's going to it's going to be a, a, a niche market or is it going to be pretty mainstream of people picking these things up? What do you guys think? I mean, how many people actually have 4K TVs? That's right? a good question. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, it's it, and that, that's unfortunate when you it, you're basically – there's actually a, a media outlet I was looking at where the guy kind of built like a flow chart like you answer a series of questions and it tells you, hey, do you think that this is, good? is this a good purchase for you in – Honestly, in a lot of cases, the answer was was no, not really. Um, I guess one advantage is that supposedly that it can help um, run the PlayStation VR better. It can help stabilize frame rates and and boost frame rates higher if the developer takes advantage of that that software. And and for VR games, I think most definitely they're going to try um, since VR is so intensive on the processor that, you know, it it probably is pretty common to see some frame drops uh, for a lot of the VR games coming out. So in that regard, if you are... You know, going to buy a PlayStation VR, it probably would be worth it um, if you intend to buy a lot of VR games. Uh, I'm, I'm probably not going to pick up the PlayStation VR after I've kind of been thinking about it over the past few months. So, again, this probably isn't going to make much sense for me personally. But uh, for someone who, you know, maybe has an old generation PS4 or it's kind of starting to go bad and they're thinking about replacing it or they they want to have the, the optimal PlayStation VR experience, you know, I, I could see that being worthwhile even if they don't have. Um, a 4k tv because you know it, it it's not gonna it'll help the vr obviously you can't exceed the the resolution of the, the headset you know obviously but uh in terms of you know you want the optimal gameplay i, I can see it being worth worthwhile for some people um except for that price point it's not too bad you know 400 is is pretty reasonable i i was kind of worried they'd try to release that release this at above you know what the ps4 was initially which i think would have been pretty disastrous
1: I will say that, though, is that 4K TVs are actually surprisingly cheap. Um, they've they've come down in price to the point that it's... Uh, it, for many people, if you're going to buy a TV at this point in time, you're probably buying a 4K TV. It's just, I don't know how many people are going to really you know buy a new TV just to be able to play things in 4K.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you're going to have... Since you, not every game is going to support the 4K output, You know, it, it may not be worthwhile. I think it's going to kind of depend on, one, how many support... The actual 4k and two how many of them actually have the capability to at least upscale to 4k um to make it worthwhile because if the the software developers don't do it it's going to be you know not really worth it but i i do think that they'll probably try to at least moving forward i think that maybe backwards developers going back to patch games might be kind of limited but i think moving forward you're going to see a lot of particularly through mainstream um uh, production houses—they're going to really try to support this because, I mean, more power is is great. It's just a matter of you know how much because they have to remain compatible with the old PS4. You know how well or how much um they're going to sink into making sure it's compatible with both, while actually making it worthwhile to use the better the better hardware for those who actually have it. Okay, anything else on that before we move along, guys? I think we—I think that's pretty much it. You know, I, I think we'll we'll see moving forward. uh You know what kind of support it has. I, I think it'll probably be pretty. Pretty slow at first but uh, you know who knows um so moving along to new soft, new hardware uh so apple unveiled their iphone 7 uh earlier this week and uh, there's also been some shenanigans going on with the galaxy note 7. Uh, so zell do you want to kind of talk about this i i, I haven't been following it as yeah. closely but i think yeah. you, you kind of have a good good idea
1: yeah so uh the iphone 7 is um more or less a lot like the last one um the the biggest thing that's really been going around and and has hit the uh the meme space pretty heavily is um uh that they took away the headphone jack and uh that that uh, in, in proper apple style um they decided that uh, to phrase it that they needed that it took great courage to do so. Um yeah, it it took courage to remove a feature from their phone. Um but, uh, I mean, the other thing, on the other side of things, though, the phone is now waterproof because they only have one port to, to worry about in particular. Um, and they do provide everybody with a uh, lightning cable to headphone jack adapter that'll come in the box. So you'll still be able to use your headphones with what you get by default. It's just going to require an adapter. Um, and, of course, the downside is that you can't charge your phone and listen to music with your headphones at the same time. Um, that, that's been the big drama. There's been a lot of me images about it. There was a funny one I saw today that was, um, it was the, uh, you know, the, the, the scene from the Titanic on the, the front of the, the, the ship. And there's one picture of, uh, and it, it's, a, it's, it's the, the two main characters of the Titanic movie at the bow of the ship. It's his iPhone success. And then it has below it, just the girl with, um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's, a character photoshopped out, and that's because, of course, his character's name is Jack. And so oh it said, iPhone 7. <laughs> <laughs> the iPhone 6s with Jack and the iPhone 7 without Jack. Um, <laughs> it took me a minute to get <laughs> it more. But it, it was...
0: I, I, I saw another one where it was um, the ending scene when she is uh, laying on the, the wooden... Uh, door floating there, and Jack is hanging off the edge of uh, the, the door, but they've replaced the door with the now you know, water-resistant iPhone 7 with the caption, see, there's enough room for Jack on the, uh, on the iPhone 7
1: because you could <laughs> have climbed terrible. up on top of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, that's been a lot of fun, um, but uh, you know, on the other side of things, as much as some people have complained about that, you are far better off being in the Apple camp this year than being in the uh, Samsung camp. As, uh, Mm -hmm. the other news that's been fun and exciting this this last couple weeks is, uh, Samsung's Galaxy Note 7 is uh, prone to explode, um, while charging. And, um, there have already apparently been some house fires and a car totaled by said, you know, uh, issues. Um, so the, the, it's presumably something wrong with the battery circuit. There's a full recall in effect. They want everyone to send their Galaxy Note 7s back, um, they're actually they're actually going so far as um, that as of I believe the thirtieth of this month if you do not if you do not send your phone back they're just gonna brick it so they're gonna deactivate it on you anyways so if you have a Galaxy Note Seven A don't use it because it's gonna blow up in your stupid face and B send it back to Samsung before they just
0: disable it anyways yeah I mean that's unless people like risking lighting themselves on fire uh, <laughs> you know I mean I, I can kind of imagine that. That Samsung doesn't want that liability floating around. They're like, no, you're you're gonna send this in because we know it's a defect with all of them, or else, uh, or else, yeah, or, or we're like, just but gonna I break don't it want and then, to. yeah, well, like, well, that's fine. You can keep it. It just won't work anymore. So then you might still just want to send it in so we can give you a one that doesn't explode. This um, <laughs> this is back on the Apple one. I'm looking at uh, internet names. So to come with without the headphone jack, there's the you know uh, AirPods, which are the wireless. Um, headphone jacks but (laughs) they look kind of weird because it's 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 the it's the earpiece like you're typically used to seeing on um you know iPod headphones but it's got this rather thick cylinder that kind of hangs from the bottom like dangling from your ear and somebody uh (laughs) somebody took the head of an electric toothbrush stuck in the ear and said hey i just got the new airpods for, for the iphone 7 because I honestly got the thing does look like when it's hanging your ear like someone stuck an electric toothbrush head in there because it, it dangles a lot like it's 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 pretty funny looking um, yeah that yeah that's cool the thing other thing is, they have yeah that's the they're ear. truly wireless earbuds yeah
2: see i don't like that because i have a problem just keeping up with the phone itself not to mention two little they're gonna be really things. easy to
1: lose. That falls out of your ear while you're right.
2: running, and, right? Like, goodbye. And, and they're going to not be replaceable by just right or left side. If you lose right. one, you're gonna have to buy the entire package And it's like again. 100,
1: 150, 160 bucks, something like
2: that.
0: No, she- like that. Is, no. oh no, I no, think, no. think one thirty nine. Oh. But yeah, I, I, the good news is I think that it is just it is just Bluetooth. So I think if you have. A different wireless headset, you can still use it. Apple wasn't an asshole and, and made it, you know, proprietary. So I think it'll still work. Yeah, um, I heard it was yeah, going to work things, on
1: non-Apple devices even. Devices
0: even. Yeah, that's, that's, that's you know, surprising to me. But, uh, you know, good, obviously. Um, but, yeah, like, the, like I would lose those. I, I can barely keep my, you know, normal corded headphones from, you know, going crazy. I finally just preferred to get, like, an over-the-head over the, over the head peer, uh, piece uh, for, for work because I, I couldn't handle the little, you know, earbud ones anymore. But, uh, yeah, those the wireless ones I, I lose those in a second like that's that's awful. I, I will say though I'm impressed that the battery life on them is supposedly five hours and then the case you store them in has an additional battery inside it so it will charge the um, the headphones while they're being stored and you're obviously not using them so they'll they'll have actually extended battery life beyond that so you know that I'll give it to Apple that actually is kind of cool. I was impressed on the the battery life of that
2: Now if only they'd make that solar powered for charging.
0: <laughs> you just have this, this big ass panel hanging off the side of your ear. You could just, uh, there you go. Just make sure you turn your head the right direction. You have to be <laughs> facing east or west, so your ear is facing uh, south. You have, to, you have to switch every five minutes because, uh, yeah, that might be a risk with uh, things actually
2: exploding in your ear. Oh,
1: oh, actually, I totally didn't put this on the show notes, but I'm going to talk about it now because it fits. Go for it's it. It's, it's new hardware it's actually a bluetooth headset thing type of thing um th- this actually comes through a uh, think geek which has announced that they are they're going to they're taking pre-orders now for an actual communicator badge with with the sound effects and everything that connects to your oh, phone yeah, as a bluetooth I saw that. as a bluetooth <laughs> i I said I was gonna wait for the reviews and then about five minutes after that i pre-ordered it anyways <laughs> he's like
2: can't resist you you can't, can't resist. you have
1: to get it it's 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 just in
2: celebration of the fifty year anniversary. It's just mandatory.
1: I mean, because they have like the 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 original series style communicator that you could use as a Bluetooth thing, but it's like, why would you connect a flip phone to your other phone? (laughs) (laughs) But this is the Badge! You have to get one. Everybody has to get one. This should be the thing that everyone is wearing by next year. I don't know. I ordered one. We'll we'll see. I I, I will review it when I
0: get it. They'll they'll have to provide support where you can hook it up to your uh, Star Trek bridge simulator so you can then communicate with people um, only through the communicator badge, uh, you know, while they're on the ship and on the bridge and whatnot, right? Right. So instead of having to wear like a
1: headset thing, you just tap the thing. Yeah, that'd be be cool. Yeah,
0: we'll have to. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's, you'll probably see a lot of really fun stuff coming out this year um, because, like Libby said, with the the anniversary and all, it should be uh, it should be a good a good year for Zell. He can rejoice and and basically spend all of his money on uh, Star Trek memorabilia. <laughs> okay, so uh, what else do we have here? So, Tropico Four. We we mentioned this, uh, or Zell mentioned this last week, that it was a free. If you purchase it through uh, Steam, or sorry, through the Humble Bundle, and they give you a Steam code, which you could then go purchase it for free. Um, and I did not get a chance to play it, but Zell did. So, do you want to give us your uh, your brief review of Tropico Four and, and kind of what kind of game it is?
1: Yeah. So, um, I, I felt kind of sad that there was no way for us to really, um, you know, get the word out on this because it was only on it was only free for like a day and a half. Um, but uh, Humble Bundle was giving away Tropico Four for free this week, and I picked it up. And I told Poki to pick it up too, but Poki didn't play it. Um, so Tropico Four is—it's um, a uh, dictator sim. Um, It's—it's actually—it's very similar to like your your usual your Sim City um, as a city building game, except it has this um, whole thing that you're El Presidente and you're on a, this Caribbean I- island, and the tutorial is from a Generalissimo who's telling you how to you know rule your island with an iron fist and all that. Um, so there's 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 kind of that that particular overlay to it. I'm actually a terrible. I'm apparently very terrible at playing a dictator sim, though, because all of my citizens were very happy and 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 I actually had this great tourism paradise thing by the end of it. Um, I was it was a democracy in my case. I did not rig any of the elections, and I still was elected in every time. Um, so <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I played. I think I played this game wrong, but. Um, you know that's that's the thing is you can have um, uh, groups that rebel against you. You could get attacked by the U.S. or the USSR if you don't appropriately, you know, massage their diplomatic expectations of you. Um, it's stuff like that. It's 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 very. I you know it, it it seems modeled after like the caricature version of Cuba or something. I I don't know, but it was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. I I said you know what? Why not try this
0: really quick? And then there went five hours of my night yeah that's usually how it goes with steam games it's like oh okay I'll just give us a quick roll and say like, oh god that's okay it's 4 a.m i have to work tomorrow or today shit it's it's very specific like city simulation game like games where it
1: has its own time scale is what really kills you um you know as you see the years or months pass or whatever and you're not paying attention to the real time passing
0: yeah well it's like you, you 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 understand that it doesn't match up with real time so you don't think about it you go oh does it doesn't really matter because i know approximately this is you know. I've got so much time left in the day, or, or the week, or year, or whatever, and then uh, <laughs> you're know, like, "Oh, it's been six weeks in game, and I haven't slept." It's, it's been bad. nearly <laughs> six
1: weeks in real life too.
0: <laughs> yeah, geez, um, yeah. No,
1: civilization I, games and SimCity games are especially just brutal for that.
0: Yeah, and that's a genre that I I, I was really big into. Mostly due to lack of options. Remember back when my parents bought like an old Acer computer. And it's like my, the first home PC, and it had like the original like SimCity on it. And I was all over that because there was like three games in the computer, and the internet was still a scary place where people would come and kill you if you went onto it. So you know you you play with what what came preloaded on the on the machine, and I played the hell out of SimCity, and it was it was a lot of fun, but. Uh, you know, as I got more options, I I kind of moved away from it and just never got back into it. But I always hear really great things about a lot of the, the Civ games and the in the City Simulator games coming out. You know, nowadays that they've really polished them up and, and made them really enjoyable throughout the years. So it's it's one of those things I wish I had more time for, but uh, you know, would be a lot of fun. I think if I did. And they generate
1: everything for these now. Is like like the thing is, is this? You can click on individual people in your in your island and you can see that individual person's name they're literally you can look at their family tree um and you can see all of their particular interests and and views and everything and in their their political sense and how happy they are and what they're unhappy about and everything and it's the, the game is actually tracking like this stuff to a stupid amount of detail um which is which is kind of crazy um and mind you, if you ever get back into like a SimCity type game, uh, City Skylines is my highest recommendation. Do not play the newest SimCity. Um, the newest SimCity is awful in comparison.
0: Oh, really? Well, yes. What's, what's wrong with yes. the new one?
1: Um, the biggest issue I have with the current SimCity is that um they give you a very narrow square of gameplay uh, of space to build your city in. It's extremely restrictive and there's no way to get a larger space. Um... And the goal there is because they have this mechanic where you, on um, any given, you know, zone, you can have five or six different cities, and then you can manage trade routes between them or whatever. But it's just, it doesn't, every every city you build in SimCity eventually becomes this perfect square as you try and fill every available corner of space left available to you. Um, it's very unfortunate. Um, city yeah, that, Skylines lets you expand out quite a bit.
0: Okay, and, and City Skylines is available on Steam?
1: Yes, it is, and it's a far better game. Um, I have both. I've played both, and and City Skylines is definitely the way to go. Um, and Tropico is pretty fun too. Um, I never, I honestly, I didn't ever get far enough to need all of the space that I had available to it. But um, Tropico is a very shorter range game. I played, you know, uh, games like a SimCity or City Skylines. I often come back and play multiple days in the same city as you're trying to progress through it. Um, I got through the longest, the longest span. Of a game that they let you have, um, in one night, um, so it's it's that's that was nicer, um, and the other thing that I wanted to say, it just as a as a wrapping mention, is that there actually there already is Tropico Five, um, which is presumably why uh, they were able to give me Tropico Four for free on Humble Bundle, so there is a newer game that's presumably even better. I have not tried it because I tried this one because it was free.
0: Gotcha. I'm looking at the the city skylines on on Steam. It's a pretty pretty cool looking game it's very very sexy like they there's a lot of customization here like and you can it looks like you can actually build like little plazas of buildings that you then put on plot it's not just like you know the sim city i remember where everything is on a grid like they've got like little freeways and stuff you can connect that's that's pretty neat looking cool cool all right uh, let's see what else do we have so um <laughs> so one thing we reported on you know quite a while ago because it's been in the works for quite a while is that um as you know like Games like Fallout 4 and uh, Skyrim, especially with Skyrim Remastered coming to uh, PS4, um, these are games that are available on Xbox, PS, you know, PlayStation, and on PC. And one of the main advantages of these games is that, one, they're very big and open, and two, that they are extremely flexible. And the mod community, especially for games like Skyrim and Fallout 4, um, just completely took off on PC. You know, It was these crazy, awesome mods. People made whole new campaigns you could do. Um, very impressive. And so, you know, as someone who is, I tend to prefer to play um, these kinds of games on console. That's just my personal preference. Um, I was really excited to hear when Bethesda had announced that they were planning on bringing effectively mod support for the console versions of not only fallout four, but uh, for the, Beth- the, the uh, Skyrim Remastered edition. that's also coming to, to PS4. Um, Cause like I said, you, the, 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 mod community out there is incredible and uh, there's a huge library to choose from. A lot of those are going to be backwards compatible, um, or not backwards compatible, but the compatible with the new PS4 version. And uh, some time ago, I know that the the, the, P, the 4 for Xbox got the mod support, and they said, oh, we're having difficulties with the PS4 version, but we think we can get it working soon. Um, so just, you know, hang tight. I was like, okay, yeah, no, no problem. Um, so this week, it was announced that basically Sony said we're not, gonna let you do it um they said they have no interest in allowing bethesda to have this mod system active on the ps4 for both fallout 4 and for um, skyrim remastered and presumably all games moving forward um, they've completely pulled out they said it's not going to happen ever uh you know fine and bethesda <laughs> you can actually read the, the whole statement online but bethesda is understandably kind of pissed because they had announced this as something That, you know, hey, we want to bring to all of our our PlayStation users because, you know, we think it's a great thing and Xbox has got it going. Obviously, PC has it. It's had it for years. um, But, you know, we want you to have it. And Sony put the kibosh on and said, no, we're not not doing it. so you know, <laughs> this week it's kind of shitty to be a PS4 user because I was really looking forward to that mod support. Um, a lot of the stuff I saw online that people were doing with even the Xbox version was was really incredible. But uh, yeah, it's just not going to happen. Uh, so uh, and, I probably and, sorry, go ahead. And you
1: would think that they would have um, that they would not have announced this for all consoles unless they at least had some some form of at least initial statement by. Uh, Sony that they would support it, and that's I, I really want to know what the story is there because that's not something you announce you can do without having that run through the you know the uh, company themselves.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's a major feature, and like you said, you wouldn't just throw that out there without at least a, a strong verbal confirmation from Sony that yeah, yeah, we'll let you do it. Um, and it, it, it's it's interesting because the way that they stated in the in the, the press release, it wasn't even necessarily. They're not going to let us do it. It was that the mods will not work the way they're intended to with, with Sony. And almost like Sony said, yeah, we'll let you do it. But then when they realized what people wanted to do, they came back and said, well, we only want you to have this extremely limited functionality with your mods. And, you know, and it, it, you know, you're know, you out of luck. And I think Bethesda said, well, we're not going to you know, release a, a GIMP system for PS4 if, if Sony's going to basically... You know, limit it to a point where we shouldn't bother at all. So I think they just said, you know, screw it. it. It's not going to happen, um, which is a real shame. It's frustrating, too, because I mean, it was I was excited because I think one of the, the main things for uh, if you own Skyrim Ultimate Edition or had all the DLC on PC, you would get a free PS4 or Xbox version of the Skyrim Remastered on console. Just, you know, you already own it. We're not going to make you buy it again. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll, I'm probably more likely to, to play it you know, on, on console. Um, but you know, now it's like, well, why, what's the point? You know, if I can't mod it, I've already played Skyrim before, on you know, PS3, it it seems kind of pointless. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the win for Xbox users. Uh, I'll, I'll begrudgingly admit you, you guys got the better end of the deal for, uh, mod support from Bethesda moving forward. It's, it is a real shame. So I'll, I'll Kings to you this week. Uh, so Zell's going to give me shit for this one, but uh, <laughs> Necropolis 1.0, 1.1, the new update that they, they've added, um, Zell gave it a shot uh, earlier this week. Uh, our, our schedules didn't line up properly, so we, we couldn't get it done. But, uh, Zell, do you want to talk a bit about uh, your experience with the now new and improved Necropolis and, and how it's improved over the previous uh, iteration that we tried? Yeah, um, I... I... The differences are
1: huge. Actually, it's it's very immediate. Um, there are two. There are now two different classes instead of one different class you can play. So you can look a little different than your friend, uh, other than just the color. Um, but the big, the biggest like initially notable things is that they streamlined the starting area so that after you die, um, you can just kind of get right back into things instead of going through like two different levels and then a really slow elevator and then um, picking a door and meeting. You know, you can actually just. You start and you go around the corner from the con- the screen showing you how to use the controls, and there's the door. So, you, so it's they really streamline the start process to it a lot. Um, but the big thing is uh, the uh, map variety is um, that the map is generated procedurally out of um, a bunch of different pre-designed sections. So each section you know has x number of doors on it, and they just grab a section and stick it on there wherever a door is which is cool because you never know exactly what you're going to get. But uh when I tried the game originally, I would say I saw maybe five or six sections that were constantly slapped together in, you know, the early levels at least in level 1 and I didn't see a lot of additional variety. Um immediately when I started this game, um there was a lot more different sections that were were coming into play. I didn't really end up seeing a lot of the same landscape repetitively. Um and I guess they both added like I think they added like 25 more potential sections and there was I guess some bug in the original game that like 30 of the sections didn't work um, or, were, or weren't selected by the procedural generator um, so there's a lot more gameplay variety in it and, and it, it very initially seemed to be much more varied much more interesting um, I did make it to level two and then I died um, but you know that's because that's <laughs> I'm really bad at these sorts of things uh, but yeah, I mean, there there was definitely an immediate difference in in the way that the game played through.
0: So you mentioned there's a separate class. Is there? Do they have different abilities? I think they've called the brute, right? Uh, yeah. I don't. I you know I picked the brute, and I didn't notice
1: anything particularly different. To be honest, um, it looked different. Um, I, I it didn't specify if there was anything different. Um, there might have been. Well, that like, game there doesn't might tell you been.
0: anything really.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's they, a they true. Have, they have like like that. They have improved that actually is that um oh, really? that, like I was looking at a lot of the different swords that that dropped after I killed things and the swords actually had after their joke text would say that this is mildly mildly useless against these types of things um and and I found one that was very good at killing like jam or something and then I was like, well, what's a gemeter? it didn't say but you know <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not you know it, it was definitely a lot improved, though, in terms of indicating that there was some actual combat difference between um, weapons, whereas in the original version, I honestly would have assumed that any tier zero weapon was equivalent to each other, and any tier one weapon was equivalent to each other. Um, so now they they actually specify um, what purpose those weapons have.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, like I remember in the, the previous game, it'd be like, or the previous version, it'd be like, yeah, here's a magic spell. And you look at the text, it goes, Yep, it's definitely a magic spell. Zero indication of what the hell it does until you cast it. It might blow you up, who knows? But you know, they, they really didn't tell you anything. So it it's kind of nice that they're they're kind of helping you out just a little bit, kind of, hey, you know, if you happen to know what this enemy is called, uh, you should use this sword against it. So, you know, I, I think that they wanted to stay true to that, that roguelike where you are kind of lost you're 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 given the Task of of learning how to do it yourself, but still giving you enough indication where you're not really going to be screwed. You know, when you go in there, it, it's you actually have some some clue of what you're doing. um I'm, I'm glad to hear that they they let you skip that opening section. That was a little frustrating because the last thing after you want to do after you die is to ride a really slow elevator. While the brazen head looks at you and basically says, "What the hell are you doing, you idiot? Why'd you die?" Um, <laughs> you know so it's uh that that's probably a nice just kind of quality of life improvement so you're not stuck dealing with that you know after a death which can be quite frustrating in that game because you will die a lot i mean it is it is dark souls level where you're doing good you're doing good you're dead you know it's just something will come out of nowhere and cream you and you pretty much have no chance if you get caught off guard so that's good to hear i'll have to definitely give that one a shot and uh and uh, at some point we'll we'll have to during the, do, do it during the week um I think Zell and I, our, our weekend schedule doesn't line up very well, so we'll have to do it during the week sometime and uh, get some co-op play in for Necropolis 1.1.
1: With how much our schedules don't line up, it's amazing we have a show at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, apparently Sunday nights is the only time that we actually aren't doing things at different times. Okay, so... Uh one more thing before we kind of move to our main topic here i did give uh overwatch another shot this weekend like we said last weekend this is the free weekend um and i think it's running until tomorrow till 4 p.m i'm not sure what time zone that is so you're you're best off uh trying it either tonight or tomorrow morning if you want to give it a shot but uh so i tried overwatch a few new characters in new game modes um i'm going to kind of mirror my my sentiments from before it's an extremely well put together game um i think it's a great shooter it it, it feels good the, the the shooting feels good um or not shooting depending on what character you're using uh like i had some fun uh healing a, a reinhardt as he basically just mulched through the entire team that was pretty cool uh but yeah i mean the, the game is is solid it is definitely an extremely well put together game um as for my personal thoughts i think it's just not the kind of game I want to play right now. Um, I enjoyed playing it, but it's not something I I wanted to spend my time on right now. But don't let that dissuade you if you like that style of game. It's definitely worth your time. Um, Especially with the demo out or the the, the free weekend out, give it a shot. Um, I think you'll enjoy it if you like that style of game. Um, For me, I'll I'll pick it up eventually, probably. um, Because I I think it it is fun, but I've got other stuff I'm kind of focusing on right now. So Uh, Overwatch is good. Um... I like McCree. He was a lot of fun. That revolver hits like a, like a freaking train. That was one. That was probably my favorite character I played as was the, the cowboy guy. So, uh, yeah. Um, Del, do you want to add anything? Uh, I mean, just, you, you just kind the, of,
1: your lack just of it. desperate desire to play this game of re- waking moment means there's something wrong with you. That's all. Uh, That's all.
0: We 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 all know something's wrong with me. I mean, we've, we've kind of determined that, you know, a year ago, but, uh, uh so uh, moving into kind of the, our main topic a game that i have been playing this week and enjoying in in various ways and, and not enjoying in others um is seven days to die and this is a game that came out on uh, pc a while ago and it's still considered like pre-access alpha but you know how these indie games are they pretty much remain alpha forever um which is fine, uh, but uh, it came out a piece where they, they released a PS4 port of it. I'm not sure if it's available on Xbox One or not. I'll have to check on that, but it is available on PS4, and I've been playing that for the last week or so um, with Livy and Dante and uh, another friend of ours. Uh, Livy, um, are you still there? I am
2: here. Sorry, my
0: network okay. uh, gave me the boot a couple moments ago. <laughs> um, so how would you describe uh Seven Days of Dialing. Like what, what 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 kind of game do you would you say it? A very juicy game.
2: No, hmm. I don't know. It's it's nice because it brings back to like an old school kind of clunky survival game. It kind of reminds me, honestly, of the uh, one of the first Resident Evils, but without crafting. There's no crafting Resident Evil, but it's
0: charming. Yeah, I mean, it's if, if on an extremely. High level, I would say it is um, it is effectively Minecraft with arguably better graphics. It actually has like you know smooth surfaces, albeit very low polygon smooth surfaces. But you are capable of modifying the terrain and, and digging down and making tunnels and then building stuff um, in, in the sense that Minecraft allows. Uh, it also has extremely potent um, zombie survival elements to it. So. The title comes from Seven Days to Die, which is basically you have um, seven days and, and six nights, and then on the seventh night, um, a blood moon comes, and it causes the zombies to basically go berserk. And it, it goes from kind of them ambling around, and then during the day, and then at nighttime, they they'll they'll, they'll you know try to tear down your doors and stuff. But like on on the seventh night, um, they go absolutely crazy, and they start just ripping everything apart. There's just they're all over the place. Um, it's extremely dangerous, new kinds of enemies will spawn, um, they'll just basically tear apart whatever structure you're, you're in, and you have to basically either fortify it in the days leading up to it, or repair it, or just fight them off on that 7th night. And then and once you survive the 7th night, it goes it cycles again, where you go another 7 days, and then on the, the uh, 14th night, the same thing happens, and it gets progressively harder each time. So, in a sense, you're constantly in this race against the clock to... Um, develop skills and to build things and to craft things to fortify your defense, make new weapons, find schematics for guns, um, build guns, bow, bow and arrow. You know anything you can defend yourself with. Um, and that's really kind of where the crafting comes into play, where it is extremely craft crafting driven. Where you basically have a crafting here, where you basically dump resources into it and you just have it cook all night long. Because typically you go out during the day. You scavenge, you gather, and then at night, um, because your character doesn't sleep, you have to build stuff. And you build stuff repeatedly to level up your skill, and then use the, the better skills you have to make you know higher quality materials. You can fortify your, your house and whatnot with that. So the crafting is, is huge, and there's a, a massive list of stuff you can make. Um, down to basically, like, I go and kill zombies to get their bones, and then I combine the bones with water in a beaker... And melt it down to make glue and then i apply the glue to cloth to make duct tape and i use duct tape with iron to make um you know uh, scrap metal armor basically so there's multiple steps you go through to build stuff even you know food you you go out and you can gather food you can pull the seeds out and plant the seeds you can grow food or you can turn it into you know you combine different kinds of ingredients together to make you know, subsequent ingredients to finally get the finished product. And the more you refine it, you get, you know, better quality where you can, yeah, you can eat corn right off of the, the stock and it, it provides a minimal amount of, of, you know, food. But if you boil it and make corn on the cob, it's worth more. So it, it, it comes down to even where you are really struggling to find clean water, find food, um, you have to worry about your uh, temperature. So like you have armor, right? But certain armor increases how hot you feel and certain armor decreases how hot you feel. So you're kind of in this this balancing act of I have to add, you know, warm clothing, but I have to cool myself off so I don't overheat because if I overheat, I'll pass out and get eaten. If I freeze to death, I'll pass out and get eaten. Um, and so you're kind of in this balancing act of, you know, what kind of armor am I going to wear? Um, but then there's different biomes, much like Minecraft, where there's like a snow biome and like a grass biome, and then there's a uh, kind of a burning wasteland and then a desert biome. And so when you go to the desert, you basically have to strip down naked because you're going to overheat real quick if you go walking out there with leather armor on because you're just, you, you don't have any, you know, uh, breathability to that. I mean, it got to a point where I'm basically mining naked next to a zombie running away overheating had to jump into a river to cool off while i'm swimming for my life to keep away from this thing um it's it's that level of, of survivability where you have to manage your your heat your water your um your food intake you can get sick and if you get sick you have to you know either go and procure or create items to. You know, heal yourself um drinking certain things can lower your your heat index you know it can raise it depending on what you eat you know it, it's a lot of things to balance um it even comes down to when you're building your structures you actually have to be you know conscious about when i'm making up a, a building i actually have to build a concrete foundation because if i just make it out of wood frames if i build too high the bottom wood frames can only support so much weight and they'll will break and the whole structure will collapse so it it comes down to you have to go and make cement and then you have to use cement to make concrete you have to pour the concrete on rebar to create a really strong base you can actually build your house and it's extremely deep on on the crafting um i think crafting is probably 50 percent of the game if that's your thing it's just going out and procuring supplies to, to, to build what you need to survive um And, you know, as a civil engineer, uh, I get a lot of, I get a big kick out of that. Like, my my brother was very confused about, you know, how to make concrete. And I explained to him, well, this is how you do it in in real life. And he goes, okay, well, I wonder if I combine this and this and the game and this. Holy shit, that actually works. I mean, there there actually is some intelligence behind, you know, what you're actually doing to to craft it. I mean, obviously, it's not always perfect. Some things don't make, you know, perfect sense. You know, applying a bottle of glue to a piece of cloth doesn't, really quite make duct tape you know there's a bit more to it than that but you know you, you get my point they, they do try to make it seem realistic in that sense um, you have to cook your food on the fire you have to go gather wood to you know, burn the fire that's consumed constantly so again you have to be on top of it to gather resources and develop your base and your character but you have to do it quickly because you only have seven days because that that the end of the week mark is brutal like you can survive kind of Screwing around for the first six days, but on that seventh night, if you're not ready, you will get wiped out. There's just there's no way around it. Um, one interesting element that uh, I kind of liked is that it's a it's one to four people playing a game, but you're not necessarily friendly. Like you can you can ally with people if you want. And that's that's what our group chose to do, chose to do. Is we we allied with each other. We didn't want to you know be competing for resources. But if you wanted to, you could have a four-way survival where you're not only defending yourself and building a structure for yourself you have to fight for resources and potentially fight each other um to survive and you know if, if you want that competitive element you can certainly do that and i mean you can even have it be where you go in and you are Maybe working together for moments, but you don't have that ally, no friendly fire setting on. So, if you wanted to, you know, stab your buddy in the back and, and take his, you know, corn on the cob, <laughs> you could do that. Um, in that 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 level of flexibility is 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 pretty fun. So that that's what's good about the game, in, in a in a general sense. Now, what's arguable good about the game is that. This is perhaps the most unpolished game I have seen in a really, really long time. Like, it looks like a PlayStation 2 game, and it's glitchy as hell to a point where it's hilarious. Like, like, let let me get a laugh out of this one where there's zombies that are crawlers. They just crawl on the ground. Um, And on the seventh night, uh, there were so many of them at the door that they had piled up like six high. So the the crawler's head is now glitching through the door – in this like zombie centipede thing, you know, coming through the door because there were so many of them piled up and, and glitching. Um, I mean, what, what are some of the other funny glitches you saw? Luke?
2: Oh, for me, it's always like the break dancing zombies and the, no, 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 no. The best one was the pig that was like, Oh, going up and down in the tree. I still killed him, but I had to like jump for his meat. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, there, I mean, the game, the game is funny. nice
2: in the sense that it makes you feel, I don't know, you get into it and you, you think more about not just what you have to do, but, like, the clock. Like, you see when it starts to get to, like, 16, 20, hours, you're like, I need to get home because shit's gonna go down.
0: Yeah, I mean, you time is, like I said, a huge factor. Like, you can basically leave your base and... You by running around, you level up your athletic skill, which gives you more stamina, stamina regen. So you you have more range at that point. But you basically have time to go out, maybe fill up your inventory full of stuff, go back, drop it off at the base, then go back out again. Um, you then you got to haul ass back. Like you do not have time to screw around. Like it, it is best if you sit and plan out exactly what you're gonna do. And um, because we were a, a four person co op game, we kind of divided roles up because not only does time work against you, when you do things, you only have so much time each night to craft, right? So if you're trying to do everything, you're splitting those potential experience points between all different skills. And pretty soon it kind of turned into like, okay, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, You know, Dante, you're going to be the, the construction guy, you're going to build the base, you're going to focus on making tools and making, you know, leveling up your, your carpentry. Okay, Seb, you're going to be the weapons guy, you're going to make the guns and the arrows and the bows and stuff. Um, Libby's like focused on like growing food and 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 you know and making sure everything is is cooked properly and stuff around the house and then I was running around and, and gathering you know specific things like they said okay we need seventeen hundred units of a rock go and so I ran out and I spent the whole day mining and brought it back and then that night we we made cement mix um, and it allows you to kind of accelerate. Um, the, the the tech tree, so to speak, and kind of do some more interesting things, but at the same time, uh I, I think how it works is that because we're all in the same base, we get the full brunt of the night. So everything is coming after us because it's not dividing up the zombies between four people; it's everyone getting absolutely hammered. And I think tonight is actually um our our twenty first night, so it's the end of the third week, and it's going to be nasty. Like I think we kind of got caught with our pants down because we were. Going to make this new structure that was more fortified, and then realized that our design was going to require so much cement that there was no way we could gather it in time. So now we're scrambling to fortify what we have so far to just survive. Because, like even like you know, the night of like day 18 was actually kind of rough. Um, our, our our base kind of took a beating, so we had to quick build some walls and some you know, defensive spikes and fortify real quick um, on the on day 20 in hopes that we could you know be prepped for. You know, tonight's the big night. It's the third blood mood, So, um, it, it was. It's interesting because that actually happened pretty organically, where we just kind of figured out, okay, we have got to split these tasks up because we do not have time to to do this by ourselves and split this up. or to try to and not split it up. I mean, and uh, do it all of ourselves. So, you know, it, it's 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 really good in that sense. But uh, yeah, it's it is not a a triple A game in the sense that it is the the, the animations are. Are hilariously bad. The characters look worse than like the, the funniest Dark Souls, you know, characters you can make with their customization. Um, it, it honestly kind of kind of looks like a, like a like a really badly done PlayStation Two game, which is, you know, I, I don't like to make that that comparison because a lot of people do that, but it, it actually is pretty terrible. Um, but it's charming at the same time. It, it's it's so rough to a point where it's enjoyable because it's funny. Um, the glitches aren't enough to make me feel like the gameplay is diminished it's just you know annoying sometimes but usually just funny because it's, it's graphical glitches that are happening um like when you're mining you the, the rock you're mining on deforms every time you hit it because you know you're, you're chipping away at it but uh you know after a while the, the textures are are stretching to such an extreme that it, it looks ridiculous but like like libby said it is charming in that it is distinctively in an indie game. You know, it's it's not a major production so you can tell these guys just wanted to make a very specific kind of game and they focus more on the gameplay than the actual, you know, graphics and, and polish and whatnot. And you know, that in of itself kind of goes back to I think kind of some of the early times in, in game development when you had these games that you know they were just trying to make a fun game I mean, they didn't have the technology to do big ultra realistic graphics it was like okay here's your little sprite that represents your character that's all you really have to know um but we want to make a really fun game and i, I think that's kind of a, a pitfall of a lot of more modern games is that they they focus so much on the graphics and and making sure that it's polished that it's not necessarily terribly fun um and well, don't get me wrong. It's 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 great to have a game that uh, looks good and plays well and doesn't, doesn't have a lot of glitches. But I think that a lot of times the gameplay can suffer because there's there's overemphasis on on that that sort of thing. And this is obviously kind of the opposite end of the spectrum where they wanted to make like, a really fun game. And I think they did. Um, but again, if you if you pick it up, go into the expectation that it's going to be really rough. Like it's it's really rough. And if if that's something that's going to turn you off um it's probably not the game for you but if you don't mind or if you can appreciate the roughness for what it is um i, I think it's a lot of fun i mean we, we've we've been pretty much playing less final fantasy 14 which is kind of the game we were playing a lot of so we had more time to play you know seven days to Die because it is it is really enjoyable to kind of have that cooperative experience so we're building something together we all have our own jobs and we're working together to you know survive the apocalypse basically and uh yeah, no, I, I think it's a fun game. If you want to pick it up on PlayStation Four, it might still be on sale. I'm not sure. Um, I got it for 25, but it might be 30 now. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts, Livy, on on Seven Days to Die?
2: No, I think you covered a, a good amount of it.
0: Yeah, a bit of a rant there. I apologize, <laughs> but uh, no. yeah, it's it, it it's it's something else at the very least. Um, one funny story I have to share before we move on is, uh, um. The zombies will sprint at night. They kind of amble around during the day, but they'll sprint at night. And so what happened is the zombie keeps sprinting at the outer wall of our complex, and it hit the, the spikes there. And so when they hit the spikes while running, they'll tend to front flip over them and then kind of get impaled. Well, it glitched, and so this, this zombie comes sprinting up, hits them, does a the front flip through the wall, he's laying on the floor of the kitchen, his legs suddenly explode and then he gets sucked back out through the wall, um, to then, you know, be properly impaled on, on the spikes. And, you know, it, it, it it terrifies you because you're not really sure if he actually goes through the wall or if it's just appearing that he goes through the wall. But, uh, that stuff happens every blood moon. It's, it's, it's hilarious because there's so many of them that the game does not know what to do with itself. And, uh, it's just glitching all over the place so uh yeah seven days to die really fun if you like survival games um if you're big into crafting again that's a huge part of it if you don't like crafting it may not be for you so uh that being said guys we're getting a little close to the hour mark here were there any other topics you guys wanted to cover before we kind of move into shout outs here i think we probably covered it and we got uh we got a good show length here yeah i i was kind of worried there. I was like, okay, I I got to pad this, and then I, I got through my spiel. And said, Actually, no, it was, it was a pretty good time, so <laughs> we're in good shape. Um, so, yeah, let's go into shout-outs. Uh, I'm real short this week, only three of us, but uh, Zell, you got a shout-out? No. Why would you think Zell? that I would? Why would you
1: you think- always call but- on me first. I need to change my because name again. My
0: you need to change again. your name to, to Z so I can go from the bottom of the list instead of just top.
1: I need to put it right in the middle. You know, I I need like a name that starts with an M or an N because then, then you, you can't pick me on either side of the list. Be, oh, I'm going to pick from the middle is what you'll do. I know.
0: I know you will. Um, I you will. um I, I, For a while, you were in the middle of the list, Sarazel, so I, I think, on the old... Uh, the old yes, server.
1: yes, I was. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, you know what, I will give my shout out to um, a seller on eBay that I am dancing back and forth with as I watch him commit um, uh, fraud. So, you know, that's fun.
0: Is, is this a story we can share or?
1: No, no,
0: not yet. Okay. But
1: okay. It, it's fun yeah. because, you know, it's, he's, I, I want to buy this thing and he's making it so difficult, but that's okay.
0: It'll be a fun story. It'll be a fun story. It's it's weird how people make it difficult when you want to give them money. It's it's surprisingly painful. Okay. Uh, Livy, shout out? Uh,
2: My shout out actually is going to be local to the Phoenix Symphony. We went to the Distant World Symphony last night and it was fantastic. And I just uh, kudos to them for putting their, their time and effort into learning that work so that we can go and enjoy it.
0: Yeah, that was actually I, I probably should have brought that up before. D- the Distance World, Distant Worlds, is a symphony put on by a company that works in co- works in cooperation with uh, Square Enix, and they do Final Fantasy music. And it was absolutely incredible. Um, the Phoenix Symphony did a bang up job. Um, they brought in Susan Calloway, who does the main vocals for a lot of Final Fantasy songs, um, most notably uh, the song "Answers" and "Dragon Song" from Final Fantasy fourteen And they actually had her there to perform those those. Uh, those numbers, and she did um, "Eyes on Me" from Final Fantasy VIII as well, and that was absolutely fantastic. It was really, really powerful. They had lots of the the, the gameplay and, and the cutscenes from the games playing on the the screen above the, the symphony while it was going on, and just a, a really, really fantastic experience. I think it was actually the first time they've ever come to Phoenix. Is that correct?
2: Yes, I believe it is the first time
0: yeah so i as soon as i those tickets i'm like i didn't even look at the price i was like bye i'm going to that <laughs> i told her I said, do you want to come with because i'm going without you if you don't so uh you know she, she kept me company and it was it was um it was a really really good experience did a fantastic job so if you're a fan of final fantasy music even if you don't play the games but you can appreciate the music um and it comes to your city I, it's totally worth worth the money. Um, Uh, it's just it's absolutely fantastic to hear the orchestration of all those those pieces and especially since they're kind of moving into remaking um older games which may not have had proper orchestrated music because it was you know a midi format because of PlayStation one um they're, they're actually using some of the distant worlds orchestrations for these remake games or these these new versions of the games that actually have the space on the disc or cartridge to to have real music so um definitely worth your time uh my shout outs probably gonna go to the guys uh who developed um Seven Days to Die. <laughs> it's you know um I, I think they're called the Fun Pimps is the the name of the group uh, yes. that developed it. Yeah. And uh, you know, um shout out to being a, a, a an indie developer. Um I think that with a lot of the frustrations surrounding a lot of mainstream um games right now, you know, indie de- indie games are a breed that is coming back, I think, a bit stronger, more notably on um on PC than on console you can tell because the console version of the game outside oh, the PC version of the game got a 9 out of 10 and the console version of the game got a 4 out of 10 even though it's effectively the same game um, because obviously PC players are a bit more used to the indie style of game and, and certainly console players are not because they don't tend to make it to console but again uh, you know bang up jo- bang up job guys it was it's it's a fun game I actually hated it at first like the first time i played it um, was right before the show last week um did not like it at all it was it was really rough because i like spawned in walked like 30 feet was immediately attacked by like literally frozen lumberjack zombies they got plaid on everything and they killed the shit out of me and it's Dark Souls style. I spawn back with less HP. I have no clothes now, no tools, no first aid kits. I've got nothing. I was I was pissed. I was not happy with the game. But once we we kind of got grouped up and started playing, you know, it, it really turned into a really fantastic game. And you know, I, I want to give the guys props for that because they, it is it is really fun, um, especially with friends. So shout out to the guys over at uh, the Fun Pimps. Um, and that being said, guys, I want to thank you in uh, for joining us, uh, either through the stream or the recording. Um, make sure you go to our uh, website, biomass.net, for uh, full show notes. I'll so just put a little extra stuff in there that you can't necessarily include with the, uh, the iTunes version. So do check us out. Uh, give us uh, any feedback you had if you want to be on the show, if you have any topics you want to bring up. Um, i frequent the dust forum still so if you're a previous dust player and want to talk about stuff there or want to direct me towards a particular post that you think is worth mention um you know I'm, I'm willing to even talk about that you know so by all means let us know what you want and we'll we'll do our best to provide so that being said uh thanks for tuning in and have a great night